of Shayla on Batman. I'm your host, Justin. We got Kyle Davis. Boy. <laughs> is that is that your impression of Russell Crowe from South Park? Uh, it is now. Did you ever see that episode of South Park where he fights cancer? I don't think so. Is that one of the newest seasons? No, that's a, that's definitely an older episode. Uh, maybe season four or five. I'm a, so, I'm a like, little foggy after like the first three. So like with me for I I love South Park but I go like in spurts so I'll watch like like season like two seasons in a row and then I'll go like six seasons without watching it. Yeah. So it's like oh I heard this season's good I'm guessing I'm gonna catch up now and then I'm done for a couple years all right let's move on. <laughs> I mean yeah so but tonight we have a lot to talk about so let's not waste um anyone's time we have a. Uh, a lot of news that came out last week with Jeff Johns, a merger, uh, the Forbes report on Batfleck. Gonna get um, juicy in here. Did, so, Kyle, are you aware of any of the things going on? Not really. Like lately, I've kind of just had this stance where it's like I'm kind of just gonna like filter everything out, and then if anything actually important happens, Justin will let me know, which is what happened just now. <laughs> i feel like i'm letting you know as i like talk, talk about it on, i guess the in a way you're gonna get my first actual impressions to some of these some of this news even though it's been like a week or so since it first released <laughs> um yeah it's been like it's been a couple days we're kind of late on this one we were supposed to do it last week then it just like scheduling's kind of like fell through but we're here this week so yay um, so first things first the merger finally went through the government decided that uh AT&T would be allowed to buy Warner Brothers, so that's finally put to bed. Unfortunately, I was hoping Netflix or Hulu would swing in at the last moment and uh, decide to buy they pull Warner Brothers. Yeah, but it didn't happen. So yeah, it's uh, Warner and AT&T. So I don't know. Like, I, you are you are you happy about this? Or are you just kind of like, eh, really doesn't affect me. I'm as long. I mean, if this is what the company thinks is best, then by all means, let's go forward. I can't really comment on it until I actually start seeing the results of it. I mean, there's some good news that comes with it. Um, my source told me last week that this is the better news because the old regime will be out the door sooner than than later, um, and then the new guy, which will probably be churning. Uh, I don't know his first name. I always screw that up, but I know that he uh, was a producer on Titanic and Avatar, and he will come in and run the be the CEO of the studio. So it seems, from what I'm told, is that he's going to empower Hamada, Toby Emmerich, and really bolster those uh, key figures at the studio. And really, with that being said, it's it's going to go back to, I wouldn't say how 
things were before Sushihara got charged, but it's going to be back to a director-friendly studio. At least we hope so, so anyway. <laughs> I mean, well, all I can really say is I felt like a change needed to be made somewhere, and it sounds like a change is being made somewhere, so let's, let's try it out. Let's see what happens. Well, now that Hamada's in charge and Sushihara is essentially just a sitting duck, he's just at this point just a figurehead, um, I mean, he could, if he wanted to, just fire everyone as he's walking out the door. But, you know, Chernin could come. If if he becomes the guy. That's what I've been told. Uh, my source is 97% right, you know, when when I get told information. Oh, yeah. Um, if Chernin is in charge, it's going to be good for the studio, which is great because it's going to go back to uh, – the filmmaker friendly studio that Warner Brothers kind of had, you know, going for up until about 2013, 2014, when the new regime came in, things started, people started to get their projects meddled with. So it's, it's exciting. I'm happy that this like stage is over with like this regime is, you know, I'm sure that at this point they're packing up, they're saying their goodbyes, they're writing their letters, blah, 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 blah. Like the year, they're, they're, they're signing their name in the yearbook kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I was literally hoping that Netflix or, well, personally, I was hoping that the, the merger wouldn't go through. After that, Netflix or Hulu would have came in and bought it because... I'd much rather have, I mean, we've talked about this, Kyle. I'd much rather have Warner Brothers be owned by a, a streaming service because DC, Warner Brothers and DC are putting out, so it's going to be DC, the DC streaming service. Yep. Unless the streaming service is like $1.99 or $2.99 a month, I'm not interested in it. I already own all the movies. I already own, you know, all the the animated th- uh but justin films. now we can use up your bandwidth trying to watch those same movies to me it just <laughs> it's not i'm not as i'm a fan of all this stuff and i'm going to support it i mean maybe when i become a multi-millionaire i'll get it but at this point with hulu and netflix that i already have there's no point in me having a third streaming service i mean especially now that disney is going to come out with their streaming service I mean, you're going to have the entire Disney library plus Marvel, plus X-Men, plus the Fox library. So sp- spending 3 4 maybe $10 a month for the DC streaming service. I know there's going to be new shows, Titans, Doom Patrol. There are, those, those things are going to be there. Mm-hmm. But it's not enough to really wet my whistle and be like, all right, you got my money for this month. Yeah, it's, it's like... Even Netflix has has a statement where it's like, yeah, we do have some of this maybe not necessarily for everyone kind of programming, but there's a couple of heavy hitters here and there that really drive into the service. And I'm not really seeing those heavy hitters because what would normally be the heavy hitters are, like you said, things we've already seen a hundred times before already, like the big movies, the the series that we probably already own on DVD or something like that, you know. I, that That doesn't mean that I'm not excited for Titans, that I'm not excited for the Doom Patrol. You know, I've caught a few episodes of Krypton. That's pretty good. However, it doesn't justify the money out the gate for this. You know what I'm saying? I'm not seeing it. You know, if if 
you know, fans of DC want to go put their money into it. I'm all for that. Definitely support it. I'm going to support it. But I'm just not going to monetarily support it until there's more information about exactly how much it's going to be, you know, because, you know, money, like, for, I'm, I'm sure, you know, you're not the only one, I'm and I'm not the only one, but money, you know, isn't this infinite thing that just keeps coming into my bank account. So I'm always consciously like, okay, what can I do to kind of, you know, save money here or there? And, you know, somebody's, somebody's like, well, why don't you just get rid of Hulu or Netflix? No. <laughs> no. no. I mean, if Amazon or Apple would have bought I mean, that too would have yeah. been interesting. But as far as I'm concerned, until we find out the prices, I, I expect it's going to be, you know, in the mid-range. It's not going to be on the low end. I'm just not I'm just not going to just shell out money for that every month. So, so- I apologize. Is it only going to be movies and TV series, or are they going to have other things on there? It's just DC stuff. It's not going to be like the Warner Brothers library. It's not going to be like, oh, well, I, I like that Tim Burton movie, or hey, I like it. I like those Warner Brothers movies from you know Ben Affleck, or you know those okay. those films. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because because my thinking was, if they actually did something kind of bold and like had digital comics in their service, I'd actually be super interested in that. But <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know. The, I doubt. I, doubt, I mean, that'd be really bold. This have to be like we're just gonna cut off our physical print line to start doing digital comics. I'd be all over that, but I don't know if that's something they'd actually consider doing. I don't know how how much of a loss or how much of a profit they'd gain from that. It's kind of hard. I to mean, tell. it would it would be cool. Like if they said, all right, for three ninety nine a month or four ninety nine a month, not only do you get the streaming service, but we, because you're a member of the streaming service. For the next two years, you get digital comics for free to download. Depending that, on like depending on how wide of a range they offered, I actually be like totally down to spend five bucks a month on that. Yeah, so <laughs> if it I, would help me like keep up with some of the newer runs, and yeah, like, give me some of that. I'm over. I'm it. so far behind; it's not even like there's <laughs> no until they reboot everything again. I can't catch it. <laughs> All right, we need another reboot. Let's go. Can they rebirth? Rebirth? We're just gonna make it an annual rebirth. Rebirth. Re-rebirth? Re-re-re-re-re-re-rebirth. <laughs> so, but that's, you know, that was, like, the bigger news. I mean, the other big news is that Jeff Johns is no longer the president or the chief creative officer at Warner Brothers. He's stepping into a newer role where he's going to be writing, um, you know, films. I think the—you the, the you're, you might have to Google this one. I think that his new deal— uh, will he will be producing under his new film banner called Mad Ghost Productions or something like that? I can't recall exactly what the name of it is, but he's essentially going to be writing DC uh, film. So the first one on the list is Green Lantern Corps. So that's going to happen. Which I'm super jazzed about that. I know you've been wanting that movie for a long time, and the fact that Jeff Johns kind of like the one spearheading that now. Uh, yeah, that's I wasn't good. excited because David Goyer was writing it, so I'm just like, yeah. eh. like he's a good like I I went on Mario. David Mar- Goyer has written good stuff in the past, but it's a bit inconsistent. He's a bit inconsistent for the most part. I, I get your, I get what you're saying. I, I will even <laughs> go further. I was on Mario's podcast last week and we talked about this, and I said, look, David is a great ideas man, but when it comes to dialogue and you know a final polished script he doesn't have that 
where Jeff Johnson come in and really focus on the script and have great ideas and great input and all that stuff. Where David Goyer, he lacks in that area. Like, for instance, if you read the Batman Begins script, the first draft that David Goyer put in, obviously it's the first draft, I get it. Um, his first drafts are never that good, i.e. the the draft of, um, well, I won't say that screenplay that I had. But anyway, um, the first draft of Batman Begins, you remember that sequence uh, right before... Bruce gets on the plane, comes back to Gotham. It's like that ninja sequence where he has to, you know, stay hidden. And oh yeah, he's a, he's in like the dojo. Yeah, so like, he's yeah. at the dojo. So that's the final project. But you remember him climbing up the mountain to the to the monastery at the very beginning of the film. Somewhat. So the so you know Rachel Ghoul spoilers if you haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel Ghoul comes in and says, like, you know, if you climb to the top of the mountain, bring this blue poppy. If you climb up, you might find what you were looking for. He goes, what was I looking for? Only you can know that. Blah, 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 blah. So Bruce goes on this walk to Mordor. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and then he climbs up the this mountain. Do you, is that making, are, are you? I'm envisioning it in my mind. It's it's a little foggy, but, you know, maybe, it, I guess I just got to go rewatch the movie again sometime. But I, I, I know what you're saying. But the anniversary for that movie just happened a couple of days ago, so I'm a couple of days behind, I guess. Um, so that sequence in the original script was the thing that uh, the fake Rachel Ghoul wanted Bruce to do. If you can climb this mountain, you become a member of the League of Shadows. Okay, that that's <laughs> what it was. It's it's a little straightforward. <laughs> And it's tried and true. Like we, I, I'm sure there, I'm sure a Rocky movie has you know it, done it that before. Pushes the narrative forward in a way, <laughs> <laughs> but it's not as compelling as what the final project yeah. of Back Begins was. Um, so like I said, David Goyer is a great ideas man. I've never written a movie script before. Um, I mean. I have, but none of my movie scripts have been produced, so I've really never right, We're, we're going to have you write the next Spawn movie. Oh, no. I'll pass. <laughs> yeah. That's a hard no. No, I'll pass. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm looking forward to Jeff, but if you look at it, you get the marquee of Jeff Johns, who's become such a respected writer. You might attract a triple-A film director i.e peter jackson who i really want to direct green lantern core <laughs> i mean what are your thoughts on this kyle uh i mean I, I think we've all been saying for a while that we love having jeff johns on board for, for some of these movies even if it's just a simple producer kind of role his input is definitely greatly appreciated and i'm definitely looking forward to seeing more of it also, although as, uh, as you were talking i was kind of just looking into it a bit more i didn't realize he's also i don't know if he said this now but he's also uh writing this, the next one woman movie so that that's promising. And I think you took a pass on Aquaman. This website I'm looking at says he's a co-writer. I don't know how accurate that is. Okay. But um, yeah. So do you like this idea of Johns being more of part of the creative side? Yeah. Or do you, or would you rather have him be the one steering the ship of these films? Well, that's that's the thing though, like how 
how for like how many projects has he been the one in charge? Just like two of them, maybe one or two, if that. <laughs> uh, but I know, like, what we know is from from this his career, he's really good at the creative side of things. He knows how to write and engage the story. He knows how these characters realistically would behave. Like, they, he he just kind of creates what we want to see. The fact that he, he that's what his focus is on, rather than like I said, being the captain of the ship, he's now like actually laying down the foundation that every, all these other producers, all these other directors, they're gonna bring to life. Yeah, he's in the trenches with it, making sure that the 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 story is you know you know the best it can be. And I, I and anything Jeff Johns writes, I'm I'm down for. Like he, I don't think he's ever written anything got awful i know the doomsday clock thing that's going on i keep hearing how amazing it is as much as i, I remember reading that first issue of like that re, like you remember that like 50 page rebirth yes they, i like really enjoyed how that amazing, yep. how amazing that was so anything that he does i'm excited for and i still would like to, to see him in charge you know pitching movies at this at, for dc films hey here's what i'd like to see Here's like this movie kind of will set up this next movie. I know it sounds like they're trying to go they're they're trying to go back to just telling solo standalone movies that have very few threads to other things, which is probably at this point probably their best bet. Let's get back on solid footing. That after Justice League, let's really you know wipe the you know that bad taste out of the, out of audiences' mouth. Let's really win them back with uh, Aquaman, Shazam. Mm-hmm. so on and so forth so with that it's a huge positive i was i was texting someone the other day and i was like wow you know like maybe you know maybe uh you know jeff being a producer is a good thing i i don't want to see him you know step down and then like 20 minutes later i i see on twitter jeff john stepping down i was like fuck what the hell happened <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because we were just talking about like, you know how the, that big shakeup after Justice League and how we thought like we had, we discussed this how we thought it was unfair that Jeff was kind of scapegoated, you know they went in with the best of intentions at the end of the day it yeah. is what it is so not to jump down that Justice League uh bringing back bad memories uh. I want my bird. No, that's that's bad memories. I enjoy like I I still have a soft spot for Justice League. Um, I feel at some point we'll, we we will get a Snyder cut, but it's not going to be for at least a decade, like Don yeah. or so. Um, Makes sense. So with that, we have to segue into the next topic, Aquaman. We're getting some uh, some interviews are filtering out. We're seeing some new pictures. And I like what I'm seeing. I'm liking what I'm seeing. Kyle doesn't. I don't know. You don't look very likable. I mean, that's just, that's just my blanking expression. You gotta you gotta have faith in James Wan. I have I have faith in James Wan yeah, for sure. I, I do too. I I feel better about Aquaman than I did some of the other previous movies. Even Wonder Woman, I wasn't so sure about until after it came out. Like right now, I'm like even though they're they haven't really shown us a whole lot. Just like it's still here, or maybe like a little interview here. Like, I I get the feeling that 
everyone involved has a level of confidence in this project that I haven't really, at least I, I didn't feel it with Justice League at least. That that being the most recent movie, so right, right. We got to see Mara, another shot of Mara. We got to see uh, uh, our first look at Patrick Wilson and as his character. So things are really look. I was really hoping we get to see Willem Dafoe because he was supposed to be in Justice League and that that stuff got cut. So, um, <laughs> but we'll probably get a glimpse in the trailer. Yeah, the the trailer is supposed to be coming out San Diego Comic Con, and then I guess Shazam's supposed to be coming out at the same time. So Still, we're gonna get both watch. of those trailers in the same weekend. I that's what I was told. So I don't understand why we still haven't like gotten an official still of Zachary <laughs> Levi as Shazam. They're like we've got Wonder Woman stills. We have we got Wonder like Woman a, stills. We got we, Chris Pine stills. I mean, did you see that somebody tweeted the other day? It's like I don't understand the thought processes behind Warner Brothers marketing because they refuse to uh, have Superman a part of the marketing for Justice League, but. Chris Pine is supposed to be dead, and here he is in a still photo from Wonder Woman Two or Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Is that that's what they're calling? That, that, it. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I guess they're gonna like go the route where she just has like visions of him haunting her or something. Is <laughs> like the sixth sense? Is that <laughs> what they're going for? And he was alive the whole time. <laughs> you well, wasn't he dead? Is it, I I mean I didn't see his body at I mean, the end of that. I movie. mean, if we're getting technical, the the rule of thumb for superhero movies or comic book movies is if if you don't see someone actually die, like if it's just implied they died, they're still alive somewhere. <laughs> they're they're off becoming a supervillain or something. They're gonna come back in like two sequels or the next one. Who knows? Or eight years. You know, eight their years. girlfriend dies. Oh god. <laughs> I tried to watch that the other day. I was like, uh. Mm. Uh, what's on netflix <laughs> it's skip there is a great there is a great netflix show that you do have to watch if you're down to uh, get your mind blown about some cults you're talking about narcos so, or something else? no i i i binged narcos but there's one on uh netflix called wild wild country okay it's about this uh uh cult i want i don't know if it's a cult but it's like this I, I don't want to offend anyone if anyone's listening that was a part of uh, this religious sect, I guess you could say. But it's 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 terrifying. Like, I, I will give you one spoiler. This lady, Sheila, to try to get uh, try to get control of Oregon because, like, they were out of India. Like, they were from India and they moved to Oregon. They bought, like, a bunch of land in, in Oregon, like, hundreds and thousands of acres and rebuilt, like, the and okay she decides to poison the town next to it jesus <laughs> i'm not even lying dude oh and God. she went to like four restaurants and poisoned everyone with salmonella they're like what's going on why is everyone sick everybody be dying it's the plague <laughs> so uh i'm telling you if you like the first episode's super slow but the se- se- once you get to like episode two and you you, you start seeing who this character sheila is um yeah all right let me add another dozen hours of my life to my watch list here there's another one called the staircase that i was kind of like digging on kind of ended terribly but like Uh, so i don't know why we're talking about this right now see this is why we have netflix and not the dc streaming service (laughs) but the staircase is this interesting one where uh 
this guy uh, calls 911 because his wife fell fell down the stairs. She died. Hmm. But the way that so they did an autopsy and the autopsy uh, like they showed like the top of her head it looked like she got like beat because she had like lines of like it looked like somebody took like a stick and beat the shit out of her. And like so the plot thickens when this uh, he, the, his first wife or his girlfriend when they were living in Germany died the same exact way. Oh God. <laughs> so it's like it's it's too many episodes. That's the issue with it. It's a good series, but there's just there's like there's like ten episodes. There should have been like seven. The question but, is, is there any life insurance frauds involved? No, like there was okay, no I, I, plot. Okay, that surprised me. Right, I'm interested. <laughs> so like, there's no like he doesn't benefit financially, like at all, and he is now uh uh. So he adopted like two girl two girls. Uh, and he has like a bunch of kids with this lady. Like he didn't benefit. He was a novelist. It's an interesting. Uh, it's it's interesting. It's just called the staircase. Okay. It's it's not. It's kind of it has like this kind of uh, uh, making a murder feel. If you've ever seen, have you seen? You saw you saw that. Yeah, right? I saw that. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like molded like that. It's kind of like how ha has those uh those issues that show up in making a murderer show up kind of in this without giving too much away. Okay. But it's just not as like, Oh my God, I can't fucking believe this shit. So it sounds like a nice slow burn. I'll say this for, for the entire. So the entire, uh, for the, this is a, kind of like a minor spoiler, but it kind of like might get you to be like, Oh shit, I'm, I need to watch this. But so the, this lady gave out this, uh, like the same woman gave out this like long, like it almost looks like a fire poker as like a gift. Like, you know, like, a, like for your, for, uh, what's it called? Your, fur not your furnace, but your fireplace. It's kind of looked like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, they were like, the whole prosecution was like, look, this weapon was used. To, for uh you know for this lady to be murdered with like that was the weapon but they never found it like the, it was never found on their pro on their property so they're like well you know he wants to get rid of it there's no you know like she said that she had given it to them and they and she like she brings in like these other fire pokers that's the only way to describe it these other sticks to like other family members like, she gathers them all up. It's like, I gave this one to this person, this one to this family member, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Half, halfway through, they find it in the garage. Like, with, like, with, like, cobwebs and spiders crawling all over it. They couldn't find it. But it just, oh. like... <laughs> it just shows up and it's all covered in cobwebs. I don't think they planted it, but it was like, hey, what's going on <laughs> here? Something suspicious is going on. That's what. Something, something dark side. So yeah, now that we've, I've bored everyone. That, was, that was our edition of uh, Netflix with Justin for this week. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know I don't binge shit. You I know, know. <laughs> it's very I rare know. for you to do that. I, 
That, the Wild Wild Country, Making a Murderer, and The Staircase. Oh, and Flint Town, but that doesn't count because, you know, I'm, we, we're we, from the area. We might be a bit biased there. <laughs> so those are like the only shows I binge. Other than that, I'm like two episodes of The Office, two episodes of Parks and Rec. Okay, let me go fuck around. Let me do something else. Right. So back to what we – What? okay. So Wonder Woman got some stills. We saw that. We, um, oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Shazam hasn't gotten anything official yet. No, Shazam has not had anything. The closest we have is that picture of him with the the drink, and he's like slurping it through the straw, whatever. Which is kind of smart, because now that's become a meme. <laughs> Viral marketing, it works. But I, but still, <laughs> why can't we have something official? Like, official, yeah. official. So, we'll see. Um, yeah, that's kind of where we're at with that. Um, so... I guess we have to talk about. Was there anything else? Oh, like the Flash. Uh, the directors or the filmmakers of the Flash said that they're gonna try to go make the Flash like Back to the Future, which doesn't make any sense because they had like the the director of Back to the Future wanting to direct Flash, but they didn't. So uh, Kyle just rolled his eyes. <laughs> like, I'm filed us under another round of. What are we gonna do? Let's do this. I don't know. What are we gonna do? Let's do this. <laughs> Let's go. Can't keep going in circles here. Let's throw it against the wall and see if it sticks. Like, how long can we go before Barry Allen has to avenge his mother? So that's that. I think that's it with like the DC news, like specifically that doesn't involve Batman. So let's get into like the Batman, the juicy bits. So the Joker is going to. I can't believe I'm saying this. The Joker's going to go into production in September. <laughs> Kyle is leaving. Like, Kyle... It, Kyle, I'm not lying. If you could see this, Kyle just took his headphones off and walked out. I'm not joking. So it looks like I'm going to be doing this episode by myself. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Madden 19. No, I'm just messing. Madden 19 does not... Does not uh, endorse this podcast whatsoever. But Kyle is back. Okay, I've, I've calmed down. So, yes, the Joker is going into production in okay. September. Directed by the uh, director of The Hangover 1, 2, and 3. Um, Can I just say, I'm not mad. I'm just very disappointed that we as a fan base allowed this to happen. <laughs> So it's going to have a lower budget. It sounds like the budget's going to be around 55 million, which makes sense. Well, I don't, I just, the idea of having a live action killing joke movie doesn't do anything for me. I mean, it's not like Joaquin Phoenix do being the Joker. I'm excited to see that. I really am. Um, but with that being said, do we need this movie? Kyle, do we need this? I already, walk, I already walked out of here. I'm, I'm done. I'm, like, do you, are you gonna are you gonna see this movie when it comes out? No. For real, you're gonna skip it. I'm skipping it. What if it's like at ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes? I'm skipping it. <laughs> okay, explain why are you skipping it. <laughs> I just have no interest in this. It, it doesn't sound like a story that particularly appeals to me. I have really no interest in seeing this rendition of a character I love. I normally I'm totally open to having other interpretations, but this just doesn't interest me. I don't, everything in my well, body is just saying, I don't need this. I don't want it. You don't this. need it because it, it, 
And it doesn't make sense because um, – so the fact is it doesn't sound like Batman's going to be involved in this movie, right? And the, isn't that the appeal to a a uh, Joker, Batman kind of like it, – it doesn't I, make sense. I've always just felt like, the, yeah, the Joker is a great character. But he only really works when he has that counterbalance that is Batman. He just doesn't work on his own. And I think the closest we've ever come to having it work was that uh, that Joker book by uh, Lee Bermejo. But even then, he's not the main character. He's He is a side character in this story from one of his goons. Uh, the Frost guy, whatever his name is. So, like, I, I just don't... Bob the goon? Bob the goon. I, I just don't see it working out. I mean, I, I here's here's another issue other than the fact that it doesn't sound like Batman's going to be involved in any capacity whatsoever. I don't want to I don't want to go on a journey to see. I'm trying to put this. My favorite rendition of the Joker is you know from Killing Joke, from The Dark Knight, and even from like the animated series. The Joker is just the Joker. And if they give us like an origin, I'm not interested, right? Yeah. I don't I don't want to go on a journey to see what made this person who he is. I don't want to feel bad for the Joker. I want to hate the Joker. Like I want to be like punch this guy in the face, send him to jail, <laughs> shoot this guy. I don't I just don't want now if they can if they can devise a like plot twist where the like the Joker takes you on like a day in the life, but it's all BS and it's really not like how he became who he was kind of, I love the dark Knight or the killing joke. I'm, I'm a little bit more interested, but the common denominator that's not a part of this film is Batman. You know, even, even if you had like a lesser, like even if you had like Nightwing or Robin, I'd be a little bit more interested in it. Right. Yeah. At least in the kind of, eyes back into the whole whole concept, you know? I mean, even if, like, the last, like, 10-50 minutes is Batman and Joker fighting, I'd be interested in that, but not to have that character to counter, like you said, counterbalance. I'm not interested. I'll probably see it. I'm looking forward to seeing Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Um, and it sounds like... <sighs> I'm, I'm going to say this here, because I don't know if anyone's heard this or talked about it but i was told and it's kind of like getting out there in the ether that there there might be a contingency where we see this version of the joker and or a part of matt reeves the batman so it's not going to be a, a elseworlds or a one-off per se if things go well with this character, uh, Leto won't be. I'm not saying Leto won't be brought back. I just, I gotta watch what I say here. It just seems like things that have come before aren't going to continue on. They're cutting like, ties. Like, yes, they're cutting ties. They're closing the door. The book's closing. The the chapter's over with. That's the that's what I'm trying to like allude to, and it seems like now there's no there's zero 
there's zero uh I guess the best word is like take it with a grain of salt, but it's slowly percolating. It starts uh, slowly getting out there in the ether that this might potentially be more than just this movie. It might it might tie. It's not like the story's not going to tie into like Matt Reeves the Batman, but the Joaquin Phoenix's Joker may tie into Matt Reeves the Batman, which kind of doesn't make sense because how old's Joaquin Phoenix? He's like fifty, isn't he? He's getting up there. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google him right now. So talk, say something. That does add a little bit more interest to me, just because I'm I've I'm actually really looking forward to finally getting some information on the Batman. So the fact that maybe we can get a little bit of a glimpse of what this hit like Bat Reeves's uh, Joker is gonna be like what the Joker in that world may be. That kind of interests me a little bit. But again, like maybe I'm more interested in like what the results of this could be not necessarily like what the movie is going to be. Like, I don't, I don't really care about the movie, but the fact that it could eventually tie into something else does interest me. So uh, I guess, I guess we'll see, but uh, yeah, the whole, this whole, um, build up to the next, I don't know what we call it. The next, next round of movies, the next series, the next, next generation of movies. I don't know. It's all this next phase. I wouldn't even really say it's a phase. I don't know if I can say phase. (laughs) So he's 43 years old. Okay. So. No, no. But Matt Reeves, the Batman, still a couple years off. Looks like it's going to, we're going to get that movie in 2020. Probably it's, it seems like we're going to get three DC titles in 2020. So, but you know, having this, their, their position, the serious position themselves to, to really forget about the last couple of years, right? Yep. So everything that kind of sort of came before at this point is really up in the air. And that's everything. That's not just like, again, I got to watch what I say. I'll just say everything is a question mark. Every superhero, every villain, everything. Including the question. So, so and Calendar Man. So once... <laughs> So once these next few movies, once these next few films have that are are in, are in production are and are done filming and released, depending on how those individual movies go, is what it's gonna uh, how the studio is gonna really, you know, react going forward. So it's the thing of it like a comic book character. So if Batman does really well, we're going to get, you know, Batman, Nightwing, Robin. Those movies do well. They're going to continue on with those series of comics, right? You know, like Hawkman just re, they just redid Hawkman's back out in the ether. Like, so if Hawkman doesn't do well selling, you know, paperbacks. Put him back on the shelf for a little while. Yep. So that's, (laughs) it seems like that's the overall thinking the thought process let's just get let's let's not be so connected to i mean things that have come before in a way that really would be like bringing the comics to life in the sense that that, that's how the comic books work if a run is not working they finish the run and then it's kind of kind of leave it be for a little while and then they eventually find new writers new artists they bring them on they they try again you know so that's kind of the approach they decided to go with the movies you know like maybe maybe this version of the flash isn't working out let's just kind of put them to the side and then maybe they try this other approach later on so like it's not necessarily a reboot 
Well, it kind of is. It's in between. I don't know. More like a soft reboot, kind of like how Batman Returns and Batman Forever. Yeah, maybe in a way. So that's you know the the Joker going in production in in September. It's gonna have a lower budget. Sounds like sounds like Marty Scorsese producing is trying to get Bobby De Niro to be a be a supporting character, supporting actor in the Joker, which has me excited. But Robert De Niro ha- really hasn't done a good fucking movie in a long time. He's done a lot of shit lately. Wasn't he in that one Adam Sandler movie before? He was in like a Zac Efron film too. Oh <laughs> God. Here. Yeah. So that's so. The last thing we really have to talk about is uh, Mark Hughes, who's a friend of the podcast, friend of ours, came out last week and said that Ben Affleck is done and will not be. So I gotta word this correctly too. Ben Affleck <laughs> will no longer show up in in the in any Batman solo film. Now that mean that doesn't mean that he can't he won't show up. And you know Shazam, but he uh, as far as the the whole Ben Affleck era of Batman is officially over. Okay, <laughs> I mean the way it's worded definitely seems complicated to me, and especially the way you're like, oh yeah, he. I mean, this is not actually happening, but it's just like a theoretically he could show up in Shazam, but he's not going to be the Batman in the Batman. So 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 here's how that works. He's still, Ben Affleck is still contractually obligated to show up for one. One more movie. One more. So, right. But he, he filled up his schedule with other movies to kind of make it. So that doesn't happen. Now they might do like a day. They might say, come on for a day. Just do it one more time, blah, 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 blah. You'll be Batman, kind of a thing. But I think at this point, the divorce between Warner Brothers and Ben Affleck's Batman is has finalized, and they're just going to go their separate ways. You know, there was a moment where we talked about, and we've had other people on, where, you know, it seemed like um, he was interested, like 11th hour coming back. But now here's the here's like I trust Mark. Mark is you is I'd say ninety nine percent of the time he's spot on with his reporting. And with this one, you know Ben Affleck being as far as I'm concerned, I don't expect to see Ben Affleck donning the cape and cowl ever again. I would be more surprised if he does, um, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't see that coming. So. This to me just felt like it was a long time coming anyway. I, it, as days go, go by, I'm just like, it seems more and more likely that he's just gonna kind of, you know, kind of, you know, just let things be, just kind of maybe, you know, finish up his contract and just part ways, you know? Um, Yeah, so it doesn't really surprise me to hear Mark Hughes saying that. So, I mean, what, what are your thoughts? What's the, if, you know, if Mark's reporting is correct, where is Ben Affleck's legacy? What is it? Missed opportunity, the greatest thing ever. What do you think? I, oh yeah, or, I, I definitely feel like it's a missed opportunity. I think we were all saying after BBS, man, he killed it in that movie. I want to see more of him. 
And we did get a little tease in Suicide Squad, but like, I want to see him in the next like full length movie, you know, like him being an actual character. And then once we finally got Justice League, and I felt like he was phoning it in. It felt like he didn't really want to be there. As much as I don't want to say that, that's just kind of the vibe I got. I'm sure many others felt the same way about his performance in that movie. And so kind of left me and probably other people disappointed in that. Uh, if he was giving it his all, though, he like he nails it. He's like one of my favorite Batmans when he's doing that. But if he's if he's not feeling the role, if he's not feeling the movie, maybe maybe bring someone else in that wants to be there. You know? Right. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting for sure. Like he left Ben Affleck left there. His legacy will be as you know. I'm a historian. That's what my you know. I have like a bachelor's degree in history, so I call it kind of like how it is, like how I see things. And I try to like, I I try to look at things, you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty years from now, and how I kind of sit things and see things. I see Ben Affleck's portrayal as Batman. Uh, he left. He left some on the table. And there was desire, definite desire to see him continue. And he, you know, we never got to finish the full entree. We got, we got the appetizer. We got, we started to take bites of the entree. And then just as that, you know, we, we got that first taste is like, okay, you're not getting dessert. Nope. Pay, pay, pay the nope. maker. So, which which leads an interesting kind of like Matt Reeves is free to do whatever, um, and bring whoever he wants in as Batman. You can kind of recast the entire film, which I think they're gonna do. So we're gonna get a new Alfred. Uh, we're gonna get. I mean, I don't like. I'm not hearing things, but this is my thought. I feel like we're gonna get a new Alfred. We're gonna get a new Batmobile. We're gonna get a new Batcave. We're going to get all these new things. We're going to get a new bat suit. We're going to get a new, obviously we're going to get a new actor, which I'm excited for. I'm excited for these things as I was excited to hear about the new Batman when Ben Affleck was because I was like, man, I can't wait to see what he looks like in the cave. Right. I can't wait to see his Batmobile. I can't believe, um, so that's where we're kind of at. I don't know if you're feeling that same excitement. I mean, nothing's been announced. I don't think we're going to get anything for a couple more weeks, maybe a couple more months. So kind of just, it's kind of feeling the build up, like, we're like, all right, we know something's going to happen. We just don't know when. We don't know to what degree it's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to feel. Am I going to am I going to feel remorse? Am I going to be excited? Who knows? I'm just going to go along for the ride. I mean, there was that rumor that Jake Gyllenhaal had met with Reeves secretly a few months ago about the role. I mean, he was cast as Spider-Man um, as Mysterio, but I'll say this. I don't think that door is completely shut on Gyllenhaal taking the man of the bat. Uh, I mean, if history tells us anything, there has been a Spider-Man villain before that's played Batman. So. You never know what's going to happen nowadays. I mean, there are instances where, you know, DC, I mean, Lawrence Fishburne, Perry White, in Man of Steel and BVS is going to be an Ant-Man of the Wasp. So why can't those two cross pollinate? He's still my guy. He's still the top contender on my list. I really don't. I haven't really thought through. Okay, if that falls through, who else would I want? <laughs> so um, there's names. Army. I guess Army Hammer would be the the second 
on my list and then there's really no one else on that list i mean what your thoughts as we begin to wrap this up oh there'll be guys they'll have a laundry list of people i'm sure even all the people listening have their own picks there there really is never a shortage of potential awesome batmans out there i was seeing a movie trailer tonight okay i was watching a movie trailer tonight and matthew mcconaughey (laughs) all right all right all right could you like he's a great actor he is would you I, i'm not saying like this is gonna happen but i was like you know what he'd make a decent batman i don't know about his other goddamn batman would you would you be interested <laughs> in seeing matthew mcconaughey as uh, batman sh- sure i, I, I mean, don't I'm, i don't think he'd be the worst batman we've ever gotten i it would be interesting i just wa- I literally watch a movie trailer for a movie that was which was interesting i went and saw hereditary tonight which was wasted my time um but the trailers in front of it were great just the rest of the movie was terrible um but i was watching i was like i was like man he if he bucked up (laughs) i can i can see you just sitting there during the horror movie being like man matthew mcconaughey is batman that'd be it'd be interesting (laughs) i mean he's older he's an accomplished actor so I mean, I really loved him in uh, True Detective, which I still haven't finished that season yet. Oh, my God. What, what I have seen, which was really good. I really love him in the Interstellar. I'm just like, at this point, anyone can be Batman. So I'm just like, well, could he be Batman? Could he not be Batman? I don't see why not. He's a fantastic actor. He's an Academy Award winning actor. Um, I, I He'd have to get rid of that Southern accent. No, we can just have Gotham City be down south, you know? It's fine. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I know I'm going to get, like, mad guy that could be Batman. I'm just like, well, stranger things. Are, I'm not saying, like, I have no idea who's going to be Batman. None. I get I get Twitter messages all the time. Who's going to be, who have you heard? Who's going to be Batman? Char- Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Sheen. <laughs> Got tiger's blood, yo. Um. So, I don't know. I was just like, who could be Batman? Who could not be Batman? Tobey Maguire could not be Batman, but Matthew McConaughey that'd be interesting. You get you de- you get my you definitely get. My, I mean, I was gonna go see it anyway, but I'd be like, really? That's <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I like out of I I really do like out of left field uh, casting with Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, uh, Chris and Wig, Heath Ledger. I do because let's keep the trend it, going. So if he did get cast, which I don't think he will, but I'm just saying, if if that did happen, I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't be mad. Someone also said Oscar Isaac. I was like, well, he already did a comic book movie, and I was completely disappointed with his portrayal. So I always forget that he was in uh, Apocalypse. Yeah, as, because as you, Apocalypse. <laughs> because you forget the how because your brain's like, God, what a terrible movie that was. So what a waste of time that was. Oh Jesus. <laughs> that that that's for that's for another podcast. Yeah, that, that like we need to do like an episode of Lords when we're talking about the worst comic book movies of all time. Oh jeez. It's up there. It's definitely it's definitely in the top ten. It really is. I know some people are like, no, you guys are just you guys are just being nitpicky. It it, it doesn't have the bad acting of like Electra or something. Like, no, it's just a boring ass movie. 
that is one of the biggest sins you can commit, just being boring and pointless. And happy in the world's, the, quite possibly the greatest villain of all time, be the Aborfest. How to waste, like, the, one of the top five most powerful Marvel villains by making him useless. So my favorite villains of all time, if I, he's in my top five for sure. Oh, yeah, I can see that. He's he's awesome. I love I love how Apocalypse has a ton of variety. That's when he's in the movie. He can he can make sand go through people. Except so, in the movie. <laughs> um, he, it's it's almost as bad as Blue Dildo Man from Amazing Spider-Man. Oh my god, that is. Oh, <laughs> oh that movie makes me mad. I normally don't get mad. I'm, I usually just get disappointed, but that movie makes me mad. <laughs> That's up there for sure as the worst comic book movies of all time. Still think Batman and Robin's probably number one or two. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean, in the context of history, we did get Batman Begins out of it, so that might move it down the list. <laughs> maybe it, number. It redeemed eight. itself in other ways. So, uh, so. Yeah, that's going to do it for... I think we talked about everything. That's going to do it for episode 114 of Shannon on Batman. If you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, you can follow me at uh, Batman Shanlin. You can follow Kyle at... Looting Kyle. You can follow Tom at Batman Baselap. You can follow us on Facebook at the Shanlin on Batman podcast. You can follow our Twitter at Shanlin on Fat. Uh, we're still doing Patreon, so... Definitely thank you to those patrons of this month. You're the Appreciate real MVPs. Yeah, they're the real MVP. So, um, And that's going to do it for episode 114. Stay tuned!